three, two, one. Whoa. Started a little uh, kind of like Nebraska season there. Oh, good one. Good one. You've probably been plotting that all weekend, huh? I'm trying to ease into my shame. That was a good... I did not plan to do a bad crack of the beer. Cheers. Happy football season, by the way. Happy football season. Welcome to No Punts Allowed. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Football is back. I say that because I feel like all my friends, by the way, Paige, like... Yes. Now they're like back. Give me the winners. Give me gambling picks who did like, don't steer me wrong. Like I have all the information, although we did have a decent week zero winning week started off. zero and two ended up three and two. Um, but it feels so good to be back. Even if Scott Frost never left us. Yeah. And <sighs> we obviously made a big announcement last week that we have a sponsor. And, um, I just would like to say that one of us is wearing their municipal gear um, on the pod today, and uh, you have not gotten yours yet. Well, it arrived I, today. Sorry. It, it will. It. I have not seen it. It is arriving. It has arrived. I've gotten the picture from my wife that like the okay. box is there. The, I the, did text her like, "Hey, open it up. I want to see the. I want to see the goods." Because uh, I'll be sporting that here. Um, that sounded like kind of sexual and aggressive, and and not <laughs> in that way. I want to see the merchandise from the. <laughs> package which also sounds sexual um but i'm gonna stop you I next just think week it's kind of funny i'm going to be say, wearing a municipal okay, shirt okay okay i mean there. you know who their favorite co-host is because i've got i've had mine for a while now and I, i've worn most of it like yes. actually i've worn all of it i i was really excited i got it i got some of the the stuff that's not released yet so i'm pretty excited about that you're like a beta for them for right like a, i'm the super female. excited yes. um so are, and i love it because it's all amazing um, so I'm looking forward to, um, being able to share all of that with all of you, but we do have something to share with all of you. You get a discount. Yes, please. Woohoo! Go. Yes. Yeah. We've got it. And it's no punts 20. Easy, right? Go shop. I, I won't even screw that up. Uh, <laughs> if you like to work out, if you like to have a beer after you work out, if you, like to work out and have a beer at the same time. I've done it before, Paige. Post-college yeah, I, and everything I think else. I have to. Yeah, yeah. This is it's a lifestyle. It's it's everything. It's what I stand for, by the way, because I'm looking for this giant bottle it's of what I stand next for. to me. Yeah. Um so behind the curtain, here we go again. Um Adam said to me that he wanted to take a shot on this episode, so I'm going to let him. Although I did notice on our episode last week. The, the buzz start to kick in later in the episode. So for both of us, mostly for me, because I can yeah. tell in my own voice. Um, but Just week one, got to do shots. So last week we eased into it. We did, we popped bottles and now we're taking shots. We This is really a, an aggressive moving podcast. Yeah. So have you ever had Hibiki? The mm, no, I'm not. Very, very, I'm not even much of a whiskey person. But I love whiskey. Uh, this is pretty aggressive. Now I think about it with the can crack and the whiskey within the first eight minutes of a pod. But you know what? Cheers to football. Cheers to you. Cheers to football. I'm impressed that you took a shot. In my Golden Tee World Championship Cup. That's right. classy. I think maybe the reason you needed to take a shot is because you knew <laughs> that you were not going to survive um, this podcast without just being absolutely roasted. And we're going to start yeah. with Nebraska because 
Um, Jason did ask me to take it easy on you. And honestly, no, that's just not how it works here. Um, no. And to be fair, though, I did bet with you on that game specifically, but I wasn't the one who's like completely bought in on their win total and completely bought in on the team as a whole. So, I mean, what do you have to say for yourself? And also kind of walk us through what Saturday was like for you. <laughs> so so my neighbor Jason was in Ireland for the game. Uh, sorry, Jason. That's tough. So, but but here's the thing. Watching it, first and foremost, like that first Nebraska drive was was amazing. It was like all of the the, the warts and the issues and the, all of it was gone for about four minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they just Nebraska things. So, um, you know, give Northwestern some credit. Like they, yes. I thought they played really well, and that was like the vintage Northwestern game. But it's it's wild that even with all the changes at Nebraska. This shit continues to happen. Like, it, it, it's wild to me. And that onside kick we have to talk about, like, that was, like, galactically stupid. Up double digits, all the momentum, whether you believe in momentum or not, I don't care. Why do that, Paige? Why do that? Like, you can point to that and say that really did, like, change the game. It, it did. Yeah. Like, that absolutely, you could argue, lost them the football game. Yeah, well, and he doubled down on it, too, after the game and said that he would have made that decision again, which I think is hilarious. Um, It's so strange to me in sports when people can't be like, you know what? That wasn't the right call. Maybe I should have done something different and we'll try and be better next time. Like, I would respect that a thousand times more than you trying to double down on your mistake. Uh, I'm going to do stupid shit again. Give me one more chance and I will do something dumb. Like, I'm with you. Like, I'd much rather that be the case. Like, a thousand percent. But I... I felt bad because I was relishing in the pain of Nebraska. Um, I was rooting for Northwestern the whole time, even though I bet, I bet, I bet Nebraska. But I was like, you know what? For the content. For the content. I love this. And you weren't the only one. I mean, on our work um, chat, somebody sent like, riding the high, already buying in on my Nebraska future. And I was like, all right, well. That lasted for two seconds. Poor, um, poor Brett McMurphy was bragging about it. We uh, put him in his top 25. And yes, then just got yes absolutely, that was so good. That was oh my so God. good. Poor, poor sources got absolutely obliterated. I just, obliterated it, after that. The content was so good and college football was like fully ready for it in week zero. We should have known. Like there's no such thing as like a normal weekend of football where it's very chalk. And um, I think too, when you have like large spreads, like that, there were a lot of interesting games that were a lot yes. closer than we would have expected that usually were blowouts the year before or things like that. But I do want to talk a little bit about the situation where the Wi-Fi went down in Ireland at the stadium and they were giving out free beer. And and then another tweet said that they were asking people to write down their names so they could come back to pay for their beer. Like that was actually going to oh, happen. Yeah. But shout out the people of Ireland for being like incredibly hospitable and being like, you know what? This is down. We're going to give you all the beer. And the lines were nuts. Um, we got uh, the snake with all the cups um, like we were in America. It was great. I really love that. And I also tweeted a suggestion. If you are struggling with getting butts in seats, <clears throat> Arizona, maybe free, beer for, then, maybe, yes. maybe free beer for a quarter. Like a oh, specific God. for the fourth quarter, free beer. It's a smart, I, I like it. It's I like feel the, like you would do well. Like I feel like you would sell more tickets if you did free beer for the fourth quarter. So you make people stay for the fourth quarter and get as much in like challenge accepted and big, no big deal. If they're super drunk, they're going to go home. It's the fourth quarter. 
wait until Nick Saban this week, you know, by the end of the third quarter, Mm -hmm. the stands are probably going to be empty. Spreads like 40 points against Utah State, who struggled with UConn for a while. And then next week, he'll have his little mini kind of baby rant of like, you know, we want us, our fans supporting us the full four quarters, which he does like kind of every year. Oh, okay, um, I see how yes. it is. So I come for yeah. you in Nebraska, and you have to come for me in mine. Um, no, his yes, no, I'm just yes. Teasing well, you. <laughs> I have I have no. But to, to the the greater point of this, I you and I did a live show with BR betting last week. Yeah, in which I was like, be like all in. With I've been all in on Nebraska, not to win like the title or anything, but to be to win eight or nine games. And this is a horrible start. Like I, it's just. Horrible. Like, and there's no excuse and it's the same thing. And there might be some discontent with the, you know, with Mark Whipple already. Scott Frost is saying he doesn't have a problem with it. Like, like what a disaster. Like what a disaster. But I want to hit a, a couple quick week zero things. Did you watch Hawaii Vanderbilt? Of course did you I watch? Did. Yeah. Okay. It's not that late for me. That's true. Uh, I watched it too until I saw the over. Uh, I had a good night. Good, good North Texas. Uh, New Mexico State under, which was so under, uh, incredibly under, and then the over. Hawaii is going to be like real bad this year. Yeah. Like, like I, I feel for Hawaii, and I like the hire. They hired a legend in in Timmy Chang, who we watched play degenerates, watch play quarterback for many years. Vandy was averaging like ten yards a rush. Vandy. Was averaging like Hawaii <laughs> might be UConn levels of bad this year. Yeah, that it, was oh my god, was that bad? It was sad, kind of, because I feel like we're so used to that being such a fun late night thing because of the time difference, and uh, yeah, it did not particularly deliver and was a little depressing. But also, shout out Vanderbilt, that's super exciting for them. Yeah, that wasn't uh, Hawaii this week, by the way. Also, the degenerate game in week one, Western Kentucky almost lost to like a really bad team. And they are a 15 and a half point road favorite this week. Like Hawaii, I am sorry. Thinking about you. I'm still going to watch your late football games. I love them with all my heart. (laughs) Oh my God. It's going to be painful. There's going to be some huge spreads. Yeah. Yeah. I week zero really delivered. I think uh, college football Twitter really delivered on week zero. Very proud of everyone for the memes, the trolling, all of it, the, the betting disasters. I could see people were really going through it with the, the gambling. Yes. I mean, I didn't have a particularly great weekend, um, but hey, I, at least I'm not Nebraska, you know? <laughs> um, okay. I, I want this, this episode's going to be largely about week one and season stuff, but there's a couple like items. One of this just happened before we were supposed to record, which is a transfer window yeah. was announced. So this is Nicole Auerbach. I'm just reading. Basically, there's a 45-day uh, transfer window after championship selections are made in their sport or May 1st, May 15th. So essentially, what they're doing, you could still you could still play right away. They're not yep. changing that. Um, but for the fall sports, and that's, you know, there's other windows, obviously, for spring and winter, you've got a select period. I think this is really smart. We'd like to shit all over the NCAA a lot and and college football as a whole with what they do. Is this going to stop things? No, but it's going to at least contain uh, the madness a little bit. So you had to do something like this. I don't even think it's that surprising, but they had to do something. So I'm glad there's a transfer window. It's going to help coaches. It's going to help players. 
roster management, you name it. This was like a no-brainer. Yeah, I think one of the big things we talked about with the transfer portal is that it does affect the kids coming in and making the decisions on where they want to go to school. Yes. And out of high school, I should say. And it's frustrating for teams and coaches and everything, like you said, for roster management to sort of like be full in on a recruit, know who's coming from where, who's going to be available. This helps give it a time frame where you can organize it. Honestly, it makes it a lot easier for us to follow and make sure we know who's going where and by when there's a deadline of like, okay, this person has to stay there. Um, yeah, I really, I appreciate this. And I think it's one of the better things to come out of like all of the chaos. We finally got yeah. a rule that actually means something and will be very useful for, for the future. So me too. Like we don't have to hate on everything that they announce in terms of rules. Yeah. Uh, so we've the got, NCAA, you know, you're welcome for saying yes. you did a good job. Good now, job, guys. You Now did allow us to get pissed off at targeting calls like <laughs> starting now. Essentially, yeah. but um, other happenings around football, <laughs> Michigan, okay, biblical quarterback. I, I this is another thing I'm sure you want to. I am the resident usual Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh homer. Uh -huh. So go ahead. Your thoughts on basically Michigan doing a miracle round at quarterback? Yeah, is, my favorite thing was so on Saturday, Michigan's put out a tweet and it says, "We've made a decision." Okay. <laughs> and, in, and in reality, they didn't make a decision. Their decision is that each of their quarterbacks is going to play one game and then they will decide on a starting quarterback. Jim Harbaugh then in a press conference said it actually wasn't indecision. It was based on Solomon from the Bible. I He didn't give detail on exactly why. I don't know if that's on the internet. I'm sure it is. But to, to the point of this is very Harbaugh-esque in terms of decision-making. This is hilarious that it says we made a decision even though yes it's a decision but it's not really a quarterback decision um so I just find found that very humorous and also I think they were trying to like hide it in the the like Saturday spectacle they're like oh, okay we'll toss it out there we'll see what happens and yeah no everyone was like oh the decision that's not a decision but also it makes me really nervous because here we go again decision making is the number one critique that I have of Jim Harbaugh in terms of like play calls and and everything um, in terms yeah, there's, of what he does. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's more a than lot. that. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot. But yes. this specifically, keeping it to football, this is questionable. And I don't know. I would. How would you feel if you were a quarterback in this position? I mean, I I don't know that I'd be super mad at it because you still have the chance to win it. But I feel like if he knows and he's just doing it to appease the other guy, like that would sort of piss me off a little. So... I'm torn. I'm not going to defend it, but I, I think both quarterbacks are pretty good. Like I, yes. I, and and you actually don't get this anymore because of the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Like these situations are kind of gone. It feels like for the most part, I don't know, maybe at a and It's settled a little maybe, bit, but like, but so I thought that this was going to be a mess. I also don't necessarily, normally you say like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Like I think Michigan actually genuinely has two quarterbacks. Like I, I, I really but do. So and, and, and but granted, this is probably not great. You got to let a dude play, yeah, and feel comfortable and thrive. So now their schedule sucks in the start of the season. No offense, Colorado State or Hawaii. Ugh, that's gonna be bad. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a huge problem with this because I do think it will sort itself out. But it does feel very Jim Harbaugh. Like that is undeniable in all this. 
Yeah, but the, like, and I, this is my biggest thing with, like, Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Like, I always felt like quarterback, or that Notre Dame never picked a quarterback. Like, I felt like, yes, yes they had, like, Ian Book eventually, but, like, for years, it was going back and forth between some guys and really not instill. And I feel like when you are a college football playoff team, you need to have a guy. And I just feel like this is a little wishy-washy and I'm nervous that this isn't going to just be decided. I'm nervous that this is going to filter into the year and there's going to be changes made throughout the year based on like Harbaugh not wanting to make the wrong decision and in that making the wrong decision by not picking one quarterback Can, and sticking I wanna- with it. I want to pivot this rant for a moment and okay. it coaches not providing depth charts. Steve Sarkeesian said like flat out, he's not going to provide one. Like this is Michigan situation is different. At least they're like, we've made a decision. There is no decision. Like Texas is flat out. Just not doing it, giving people a depth chart. Mm-hmm. Alabama's doing one and, and Steve Sarkeesian's not alone. Are we still this insecure where you can't tell me who's going to play right guard, Steve, is that, is that where we are with this? So I'm not defending it, but I also understand it because I, I understand the nature of what, what people think when they look at depth charts and they freak out and make all these things. Do I think that it needs to be about the right guard? No. But do I think when it comes to quarterbacks, do I think when it comes to all kinds of things, um, it gets frustrating, but also did you look at the Alabama depth chart? I did. Shoosh. Yeah, that is quite the uh, yeah. that's quite the roster. It, did. it is, is quite wild. the roster. It is quite the roster. Wideouts are interesting beyond Burton. Um, I no, I, I I kind of see what you're saying. Depth charts are it's like they're useless. It's like a budget. Like if you have a budget for work or your house, like it's good for a month. And then you're like, OK, this budget's not going to be for our year. Like we, we're going to do a new budget. So a depth chart obviously going to change. I just this time of year, the insecurities of like. The quarterback we trot out there is going to be the starter. It's like, okay, way to go, buddy. That's that's great news. You know what would be better if you had a very competent quarterback that, like, we knew was going to be the starter. Two. What's odd about this though is Steve Sarkisian did name a starting quarterback. Yeah. He just doesn't want to name. And he again, I don't want to rip just on him. A lot of coaches are doing this now. This is kind of a thing to do. They just say like, we're going to be very secretive. You're not yeah. going to know who our you know our middle linebacker is until Saturday. Like, okay. <laughs> Fine. So I know this is a college football podcast, but I also just maybe the reason I have a soft spot for this particular subject is because the 49ers are keeping Jimmy Garoppolo and they've made it clear that Trey Lance is their quarterback, but they have Jimmy Garoppolo and people are like, well, that's not like, how would you feel if you were Trey Lance and they reworked his deal to keep him and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys, I, I understand it. They're saying it's Trey Lance's team. It is Trey's team. I don't think that they are worried that Trey is going to be bad or a bust. I have to say that because no. I I really want I wanted I yeah. wanted him to I want him to be good. I want that's who I wanted us to pick. So I was very pleased with that. But I don't think that keeping Jimmy Garoppolo was like a fix to all of that. Do I know that he can get us to a Super Bowl? Sure. But anyway, I digress. I think that this the the quarterback backup quarterback situation is a very strange one, whether it's in the NFL or in college football. But yeah, I I think this year we have definitely had a lot of um spicy coach moments, a yes. lot of coach in the media moments. And um the head coach of Notre Dame was told in the press conference that um 
what the spread was against Ohio State. And he said, what was it? Because I want to make that like a uh, bulletin board material for this week. Now I'm a little nervous about that. I mean, I'm still betting Ohio State. But I think it's hilarious that gambling is now filtering into these like weekly pressers where they're talking about these things and being used as bulletin board material. Vegas doesn't believe in you. You believe in you. I've got to be careful with how I word this. Okay. I don't want to call Marcus Freeman a liar. He knew the point spread. Okay. He knew the point spread. Why are you? That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take. The coaches, maybe he didn't, but I, his kids know the point spread. Yeah. They know it. So, like, this ain't, what I want to just say real quick. Yes. Coaches know this shit. They do. Most of them are not only aware of it, they're aware, they're deeply aware of it. And they've been aware of it for a while. This comes up every year when coaches like maybe don't cover the spread or don't go over. A lot of these coaches know and they want to cover for their boosters. And this stuff has been around for a long time. Coaches know the spread okay. for the most part. Maybe he didn't. I, I will agree I really like you. Marcus Freeman. I will Freeman. agree with you. I, I like Marcus Freeman too. And I think that maybe um, you're right, but maybe he was doing it to make it more of bulletin board material. It's like, good theater. I'm gonna, he had a good line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to say this in here so the guys in my locker room know that I'm aware of this. Yeah, we want to use this and show people and kind of like fire them up that way by saying it publicly instead of just saying it with them in there. Um, so yeah, I I kind of like it in terms of like trying to fire up your guys. But you're, you're right, you're right. They These coaches, like they're very online now, most of them. Even Nick Saban is sending text messages. Well, now. they have guys. Let's just say they're probably not online, but they have guys that are collecting, all, or girls, that are collecting all this info for them and sharing it. They they know. And so in instances, this is, again, this happens every year too, where they're like, what's the spread? Oh, it's that? Like, I remember, um, like this, this happens like, we've seen this across the board. And it's usually early and everything else. And you'll see it pre and post games. I think they know now. Like, it's kind of a big deal. This is their life. If somebody is projecting you to either be really good or really batting at some point, you're probably going to obtain that information at your house, on the internet, with your friends, with your player. And the players definitely know. They 17 points. Now it's at 17. It was at 17 and a half. I'm really interested to see where it lands. Marcus Freeman seems like he's very with it. He's very online. He's a great recruiter. He's like all of these things. But it was good theater. Like he he did a nice, if that was a routine, I thought he did a nice job in nailing the routine. Yeah. I said I, I didn't want to rip on Marcus Freeman. I feel like I just spent two That's okay. No, 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 no. I, I will say I do hope that they lose by whatever the point spread is because then I can sprinkle a little bit more on my playoff bet for them. Yes. Yes. Um, this was that, a, a yeah. 10 to one, correct? To make the playoffs. You are yes. in on, so you have them. Well, we, we'll talk week one. I don't want to spoil that, but yeah. you have them making the playoffs at 10 to one. Yes. That is one of the bets that I chose. Um, One that you are all in on, not all in on, but in support of. <laughs> yes. Is Kansas's win total, which is two yes. and a half. And a better put $10,000 on this to win. I think it's like 7,800. I mean, 7,400. Okay. Um, thoughts? Well, okay. So on our live stream, we went pretty much kind of quickly game by game. And I believe I called the Tennessee Tech game must win. Um, 
You've got Tennessee Tech, and you've got a home game with Duke. Then you got to figure out a third, right? At West Virginia, doesn't feel like the game. At Houston, no. Iowa State at home? Eh. TCU at home? No. No. At Oklahoma, at Baylor, Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech. It's a really rough stretch of games. So... You like they need to find a way to beat one of those teams. I I do think they're going to be better. Uh, would I put ten thousand dollars on it? No, no, I would I would not. But it, God bless the person that did. Bless Ooh. you. Thank that was you. like a dab on the YouTube. Oh, like it was no. like a no. But I mean, it, I'm just saying you like YouTube. Oh, good God! Is that some dab? Like it was though. It was a strong dab. Like if we could replay that, I could have <laughs> said it a little less dad like. <laughs> that looks like a dab. <laughs> it was it was a, it was i mean people still dab right no, two no. years ago two and a half no. years ago yeah if you still dab stop <laughs> apparently inadvertent dab but inadvertent i don't dab, know i don't know what to do with kansas other than um, i'm not betting on it i can tell you that go no what, actually i don't think they'll be because does that tendency you get some wild ass point spreads on these you know, these early cupcake games. Uh, I don't see one now, but I will search for one in case you want to bet ca- uh, Kansas, Kansas versus. versus this week's game. There's there's going to be offshore. I'll find one here. There's going to be offshore. Um, all right. Let's roll into actual week one stuff, starting with Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yes. I sort of said, look, I do think this Notre Dame team is playoff bound, but I don't think that – I think they're able to lose this game. It's a quality loss at the beginning of the year and still manage to have a great season. Ohio State, I think, rolls away with this one because they've got – I think they the, – I watched the line change on national championship futures for Ohio State after this game is kind of what I'm looking at. Yes. I think this is a really tough ask for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. you get got a new quarterback who's, who could be pretty good, by the way. Um but and you've got a great tight end. The only position advantage you could make two arguments potentially, maybe defensive line and tight end for Notre Dame. But I'd argue that the Ohio State defensive line is going to be a lot better. Everywhere else, Ohio State I think is better, and and maybe corner again. Notre Dame defensively I think is going to be really good. Offensive line too, another one where they're where they're going to be solid. I just don't know how they keep up, and the home field is huge too, Paige. Like this is. God bless these teams for playing this on a campus, first and foremost. Thank you. Yep. And But that's a big part of this. This place is going to be nuts. Um, I, I don't know if we've officially made our picks. Are we doing that today for the national championship? Um, I could spoil mine. It's Ohio State. Like, I yeah. think they win this game. I think this point spread, whether Mark Freeman knew it or not, is very telling. Um I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, the, the point spread is telling, I don't necessarily feel really good about the line. This isn't one of my picks and pints games. I kind of shy away from these early games because weird stuff happens. It just feels like Ohio State from Stroud to the wideouts to Henderson, like, and then add in the defense that's going to be light years better. They were like number 39 in scoring defense last year. They're going to be so much better. I, I think they're going to be a brutal team to deal with, especially at home. Yeah, my... Uh, national championship pick is Alabama, obviously. So we're probably going to end up with Ohio State and Alabama yeah. national championship again. Uh, you and I going head to head in terms of picks, but um, 
Yeah, I think with Ohio State, a lot of people remember the start of the year they had last year and will maybe shy away from taking that that line. Um, and I think Notre Dame has a lot to prove, so I could see it being closer. But I, I really think, like, Ohio State's going to come out as a well-oiled machine. I don't think we're going to see as much of the struggle as we did last year um, early on. So I'm I'm looking forward to this game a lot. It's um, it's a really good test. It's a really interesting test. And if you love great environments, this is it. Like this mm-hmm. is what I'm most excited about. But and I, I, is this one of your picks and pints? Yes. Do you have anything in this? Okay. All right. Good. I do. I will. I will leave it alone then. Um, I want to hit on. Let's hit on a bunch of games. This game has given me fits. It has given me fits, and that is Oregon and Georgia. So you have the former DC. And Dan Lanning now with Oregon. You have an Oregon defense that's going to be, like, really good. I think it's going to be really good. They were all banged up last year. They lost Thibodeau, but I still think they're going to be really good. And you have Georgia without 15 players who were drafted. 15, which is insane. I mean, that's a lot. Yep. So we're this line now, which is, what, 17 and a half, I think? Last time I checked, it's at 17. 17. So these, it's amazing. These two big games have, you know, spreads of two and a half touchdowns. Um, we're just assuming that Georgia is ready to be Alabama, right? And this is where I struggle with this game and that you can lose an abundance of talent and you just are fine. Paige, so the last football, the last time we saw a football game with, you know, exception of week zero didn't, didn't happen because of the whole Nebraska thing. <laughs> we were watching Stetson Bennett, like become Superman, not get benched, become Superman in the second half. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he does that again. Like, I, that's my problem with this Georgia team is I don't know what they're doing there. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if Seth Bennett isn't the starter. Like, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to another dude at some point. So I'm, I'm a little lost on this game, except I do have it in my picks and pints in some shape or form. So what do you think here? I think this is going to be a much closer game than people think. I could even see an upset situation. Oh. And this is why. I think that Georgia is definitely overlooking Oregon. I, like you said, they lost a lot of pieces. Yes, they reloaded, much like the Alabama way. But consistency is key here, and we're not really sure what we're going to get in terms of the next step for, for Georgia. And if they can do the Alabama way and continue to reload, continue to be successful. And like you said, quarterback situation sort of don't have a ton of faith in it. I think that um, Oregon has an excellent defense. So I I know, and the other part of this is that I think uh, something we talked about in the offseason was that there was a lot of like rumor that like Dan Lanning wasn't everyone's first choice in the Oregon realm. And like a lot of people weren't excited about this. And I feel like they've really buttoned it up, figured it out. And I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, But if I was going to pick, like, out of the big games that we have this weekend, if I was going to pick an upset, I would pick this one. Um, My problem with that, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, by the way. Um, It would be okay if you did. (laughs) No, but but I'm I'm torn on this game. I'm like, uh, but I do have an angle. I just wish I had more confidence in the Oregon offense because it lost a lot too. But so, so I just... But I do think we're just kind of assuming that Georgia is just going to replace yes. everybody. And, and they have fine. some people and be fine. Like, I think that's a little, and it's actually a perfect segue to the next game, but I think that's a, a little premature. So that, let's go to, I think they're like, there's a, 
slew of games that I want to just talk about, even if it's brief moments. But the, the other one that I'm really excited about is Cincinnati at Arkansas. Cincinnati is not equipped to beat Georgia and lose. They Paige, I forgot how much they lost. The, you lost your quarterback. Yeah. You lost your running back. You lost your best wide receiver. You lost your two best corners, including a dude that was like, go Jets, sauce, let's do it. Um, you lost defensive linemen. You lost linebacker. Like Cincinnati, I think, had nine players drafted and five in the top 100. I'm, I know this because I'm writing locks of the week, and I'm like, wow, how does Adam know this without looking? No, <laughs> research. Um, that is all a precursor to say I think this is a really tough spot for – you can be Georgia, you can be Alabama, and you can recruit four and five stars. Cincinnati just isn't doing it yet. That's not a knock. It's just not who they are. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a really tall assignment to play Arkansas, which is well coached. KJ Jefferson's going to be really good, we think. We could stay healthy. They lose Burks, a wide receiver. That's a that's a big loss. But like I think it's a lot to ask for Cincinnati. If they win this game, like you know, Luke Fickle forever. Like that dude is still in place, by the way. We've rumored him to every job, yeah. USC and Notre Dame, but he stayed here for this before the Big 12. I think this is a really big assignment for them, but I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I don't know if you remember the Ole Miss-Arkansas uh, game last year, but I feel like it's going to be a little yes. wonky like that one um, and come down to some two-point conversions or something, um, or extra points. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where Cincinnati is at. Like, I think that's going to be the big thing is just seeing where they're at. We know Arkansas is going to be good. We actually know that they'll be like relatively competitive in the SEC. Like, I think they're going to upset some teams this year that people don't expect them to beat. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a grind and I think it's going to be a fun one and end on like a, a final play if I had to guess. I want to go up and down the slate of games. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Mm -hmm. And I just want to look at games that may be of interest. Now, we're recording this on a Wednesday. People will listen to this on a Thursday. We have West Virginia, Pittsburgh on Thursday, which is all sorts of interesting with JT Daniels. Uh, you have Penn State, Purdue. I've got, I've got takes on that game, but I'm going to save them for a little bit. Is this doing anything for you so far? I mean, I... I'm trying to look at the schedule and see what days of the week everything is tomorrow. I there's like there's games. There are you've so got <laughs> many games. Okay. So Friday night. Well, we get to Thursday. I'm just saying Thursday night. Thursday has is been, Yeah, you got you got Oklahoma State in action, who I'm excited to see. Um but Penn West State Virginia Pitt is actually good and Penn State is Purdue is a monstrous. Friday night, Paige. You ready for this? Illinois. Versus Indiana. Indiana. Oh my gosh. My, my, like my parents are coming in town this week. And like, I, I love this weekend of the year because they're just embarrassed at the football games I want to watch. Uh, Friday, Friday night, we'll, we will have Mets Nationals, <laughs> Mets fans in the house. You'll have, we'll have Illinois and Indiana. Temple Kansas versus Duke. Tennessee Tech, by the way. I did get a point spread on that game. It's 27 and a half for Kansas. Temple so, versus Duke. Yes. So. Wow. Let, is... Let's go to Saturday, 11 a.m. slate. We're not going to do this every week. This is the Sickos slate, okay? This is the Sickos, which is, 11 a.m. slate is always that. You have A&M versus Sam Houston. NC State at East Carolina, Paige, is a game that I am struggling with as a better. 
Oh, I, wow. Are you there? It's only, I want to update the spread here. It was 11. 11 and a half. Okay, so it's 11 and a half. So, so I have, it's like a tradition for whatever reason. I bet, uh, I bet on East Carolina. I, you know this from last year. I bet on them, it feel like every week. It, it was not a profitable venture for me. They're a lot better, though. They are a lot better. So East Carolina, um, Iowa versus South Dakota State, if you're into that sort of thing. Can I interest you in Boston College at home versus Rutgers? You can interest me in North Carolina App State. That I've got thoughts on that game, and I think you do too. Oh, um, man. There are a lot of good games. So 230 there, it's slate. It's so funny to me, though, that like you, we're, I'm looking at the spreads here. It's like... It's either like 20 points or like four. Like yes. it is it is very, very we, week one. You know what? You know what the other thing I love about week one is like when all right, I'll give you an example of a game. Oklahoma UTEP, right? Oklahoma minus 31 and a half. Oklahoma somehow goes down 10 nothing. And we're like, oh boy. Like the the internet college football Twitter gets like on guard. Like yes. and sometimes shit happens where they lose. Like there will be a team with a monstrous spread that will lose. And so you're, we're like hoping for, we are both, you know, children of chaos. I know you <laughs> appreciate chaos like I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 230 slate. Now this is a beefy slate of football games and also Arizona plays. Oregon, uh, Georgia is at 230. You've got Cincinnati, Arkansas. You've got Houston versus UTSA, which is an awesome game. And of course, Arizona versus San Diego State. Paige, I like Arizona in this game. I, this is not a picks and pints. You are the second pick. person to tell me that. Also, I it's confusing like me that you're saying times because we're in different time zones. So I'm like looking at it and I'm like 12 30, 12 30. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm looking okay. at God's time zone. But, um, God's time zone. We do have something exciting for the group. Um, yes. That goes along with our sponsorship with Municipal. We are going to be doing giveaways. Um, and every Saturday, you guys know that we do picks and pints. Um, we love the gambling aspect of, of things. But we are going to be asking you to pick one college football upset and give us that upset, your best underdog upset of the week, and give us a final score projection so that we can divide it up via um, tiebreaker. Yes. We're going to have you tweet hashtag. I think we, what did we decide on? Game day upsets. Okay. So, so municipal's line, they have a game day uh, line and you're nailed it. It's now I'm, I'm like a, like everybody with rules. Like what's the biggest upset? If number, this is my pet peeve. You ready for this? So when you have like a team that's ranked higher in the AP poll, that is actually an underdog to a team ranked below it or, an unranked. That is not an upset. This is point spread driven. Of course it is. We are degenerates. Point spread, point driven. spread given. Not so ranking if you have driven. an upset. No, you are your example. Oregon would be a great one. Yes. Oregon would be game day upset city. So tag the pod, tag us. Just use the hashtag. We wanted to make something. We talked to with municipal about we wanted something easy. We were gonna do a pick contest. We want something that if you're hungover. You wake up and you're hungover or you're out doing like family stuff with kids, which usually I am Saturday morning, maybe hungover. Um, you can do it. You can throw in the hashtag. You can make your pick. And then boom, you're in line for 
obviously one pick only. Yeah. Free merch? We will Good send free you merch. Stuff. Yeah, it's quality stuff. Allegedly. So we will pick winners um, on Sundays. I think this week we should wait until games are yes. over in case um, people have picks for Monday. Who knows? Um, what is it? Georgia Tech? Game. Are we going to get it? <laughs> Yes, no, but we got like Florida State, LSU, which I think you're getting involved in, and I think I might be getting involved in. Um, Yeah, so game day upsets. We're super excited. Again, the fun part about like the municipal partnership, which is easy for me to say, is (laughs) uh, not the alcohol, just me being bad at words, is like fun, organic things that we can actually get some involvement from you guys in for just listening and hanging out. So, and we love hearing your guys's, we love seeing that you're degenerates like us. So feel free to shoot us that with the hashtag game day upsets um, and the final score prediction uh, for a tiebreaker. And we will we will pick a winner on that Tuesday on Tuesday. Yes, I have to actually I I can't we can't win, but I do need I'm going to make my pick by the time this rolls out. I haven't done it yet okay. um, because yeah, I feel you like cannot I'm a little win. chalky. You can't make I a burner win. account no, and win. No, no. Yes, please. No burners. Um. Per, that was a perfect segue in terms of the timing. Other slate items. So the 230 slate is loaded. You've got BYU versus South Florida. Page line is only 12 and South Florida has been really bad. It's another game that's kind of given me, I get weird vibes. I'm just saying that. I'm getting weird vibes. You've got uh, Lincoln Riley debuting at five o'clock central time on the Pac-12 network, which I don't get, which is. I don't either. I'll find a way to stream it illegally. Um, you, you've got you punching whatever you just yeah, punched. I just Sorry, knocked I was looking the at the table schedule. that all my stuff is on. I'm really having a tough um, day sneezing. It's, yeah, it's this. all right. I didn't see if you dabbed or not. I'm going to say no. Uh, <laughs> Utah, not. Utah, Florida. Um, let's, let's talk about this game. Yes. I'm, again, like most games in week one where I need to see things, kind of struggling. I think that this point thread should be larger than three. Do you care? Like, what is your, where are you at with this game? Yeah, I don't know if I picked it as a lock, but I, I might add that into like an extra lock for the week. Ooh. Um, and take Utah. I mean, that is, that's actually, that if I were a coach, oh, Kyle Whittingham, God, that guy knows me. But anyway, if I were him, yeah. that's, that's what I would be using, is that this is the disrespect that you are getting. Because... Nobody believes in Utah. I mean, obviously they're they're picked to win in this and they're a favorite, but by three points. Yeah, for a team that's a joke. This is gonna be a I'm sorry, this is gonna be a beatdown. I don't think Florida's even competitive in this game. Everyone's saying the heat, the travel. No. Oh my gosh. Come on. When you play at altitude like that, nothing else matters. Like you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. That's a good assessment. You'll figure it out, Utah. Um, they will. Perfect. I'm not even slightly worried. No notes. I, I don't know what to do with this game, honestly. Um, I'd rather in talk about of, the other. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, in terms of betting, I totally get like being confused on this. But if you watch football and know, I, that's the problem is people didn't, don't watch enough Utah football to know. Did you see, speaking of uh, <laughs> football in Florida, <laughs> Dan Mullen released his Heisman uh, list today. Dan Mullen now, formerly of Utah. I'm going to pull it up no, so I can actually see. Formerly of Florida. Formerly of Florida. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to just leave it at that. Well, Had is, his, his Heisman sleepers. Is and he Anthony on Richardson. CBS now? I don't know. 
He'll be good on TV. He has okay. nothing in his Twitter profile. Literally nothing. Okay. What was what were his Heisman picks? Uh, well, no. It's funny that he picks Will Anderson as his favorite. Can't hate that. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Very chalky. Mm-hmm. Heisman sleepers. Cam Rising from Utah. Anthony Richardson, who... Why is that funny? Because Florida fans were, like, begging him to play him more last year. Like, begging him. So, like, it's an odd... There's just something kind of hilarious there. I don't disagree with him, by the way. I think you yeah. can make a case. Like, that. that's an interesting pick. If things go right, he's 240 pounds and he's super athletic and... Like, he has a really good coach. So I don't necessarily hate it. I just think the person making the pick is pretty hilarious. You think a part of him maybe is, like, one, happy he's not coaching that game, but two, also putting Cam in there so that he's like, well, they play against a really good team. So he's trying yes. to make it a quality loss for Florida. Yes. Um, which for is sure. fair. No, I, which is fair. I have a I one of my sneaky games that no one will watch that I'm excited to watch is mm-hmm. Army Coastal Carolina. Really good game. Both these teams have been really good for the last couple of years. It's, I think it spreads two now. Coach Carolina, that's a really fun game. Utah State, Alabama, I know you'll be watching. 41 and a half. One of us on this pod may have content out in the next week or so about an Alabama player. Technically, it's both of us. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's that's actually true. (laughs) It is both of us. Um Yes. No, but we're Guys, we have a, a Will fun... Anderson feature. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's so much fun to be writing features again about an awesome player. So I uh, I don't think Utah State won 11 games and this spread is 41. Like that is like wild. They also look like shit against UConn. Do you yeah. have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I don't thoughts? think they're they're going to have the season that they had last year. I think it is clear that things have gone a little rough. Um. I'm just keep going down the slate. I love football. Yeah, I, mean, I know you, you do. I, I just we like, should this get to like pick. Let's get to real picks and pints. Or do well, you the have next any other game, ones? No, not really. The rest game. Let's just go the late night degenerate slate. Boise State, Oregon State, kind of fun. Kent State, Washington, not really. Western Kentucky, Hawaii. What's and the then, spread on Oregon State? It is two and a half Oregon State. It's a pretty good game. Wow. 9.30 start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually surprised that they're the favorite. I would agree with that, but I'm I was, I'm surprised. I've bet them a lot, too, I, I'm, but I'm struggling with that game. All right, picks and pints. So are we yes. going to actually keep track this year? Yeah, we are. We're keeping score. We're keeping score. Okay, we're keeping score. I think that um, I felt like last year when one of us was – it was weird. Some weeks you and I were in total lockstep where we were, like, similar. This year – by the way, so people know behind the curtain, we put in picks very late. I don't know if you were doing that on purpose. Yeah, I, I told waited you. Remember my... last week I, I said on this ep- on the episode, let's make sure we put them in late so that we're not doing like the same games. Let's really try and have our own bets this year. So I, what I take when I do locks of the week for Bleach Report, which will come out tomorrow, I have five games that I feature, which are the games I like, and then like four others that I'm picking. I take my five feature games and throw them in here. So these have been done. So I did not alter these at all. I did see yours come in first. We do have some similarities. You lead us off. This is a brand new, by the way, Daisy Cutter. Now I have to start getting creative with the beer. Yeah. Daisy Cutter is, again, Chicago, Big Ten, you name it, Homer. Um, Let's do it. What do you got? Let's start with App State UNC. 
I am taking App State to win the game. And obviously, I believe you are have a similar, um, a similar bet. Yes, uh, we are simpatico. Now, this this point spread's done some weird stuff. UNC out App State was favored early this week. Now UNC back. I wasn't all that impressed with UNC last week. No, they did play <laughs> like they, Not they were at playing. All. They were playing a team like without twenty five ineligible players and. New quarterback, they've got a great receiver in downs, but I, people, like, this is not where you want to start a season. I looked it up, Paige. App State's lost, like, two games at home in, like, four years. Yep. Like, they they are tough. So, we are, we are in line here. Yes. Like, one, one for one. One for one. Um, okay. We'll, let's, what, let's, I'm trying to see which ones we have the same. Let's talk, let's have you talk about your first pick that's on here. Okay, so, I need a ruling from you. Okay. Um, I actually bet this game two days ago, mm-hmm. Mississippi State minus 14 versus Memphis. The spread is up to 16. So I have it at 14 on my ticket. I don't know what I'm going to do locks of the week, by the way, because the locks of the week I already wrote it. I have it as 14. I think I'm going to have to change it to 16 there. I think we have to make a rule that by the t- at the time of recording, that's what the line is. Okay, so you so are you going to make it sixteen? I will. I will make it sixteen. And you are still make, going with Mississippi State minus. 16. I am still. I am still going. This game last year was really close. I think we're kind of sleeping on Mississippi State a little bit. Like have we, I mean, I haven't heard a peep out there. They have their quarterback back. I mean, they were pretty good last year. They beat the hell out of NC State. They had a brutal schedule. Um, Mike Leach, like I think Memphis is a team in, tr- in transition. I think it's going to be a good year for them. That That is a team I'm actually excited to see. But I will take 16, even though I locked them in at 14. Okay. I, I mean, I think that's fair. If anyone's going to run up a score, it's going to be Leach. So yes. I, I think it's a, a safe, large spread lock. Yes. I'll give it to you. Okay. What do you got? Uh, Let's see. What are What other things do we have? Let's go LSU minus three versus Florida State. I think that's a lock cash money. I don't think Florida State's any good. I don't think LSU is going to be as bad as they were last year. I think they're going to make a step in the right direction. I know we're still unsure what we're going to see from them, but I have faith that they're going to win that game pretty solidly. I kind of leaned a little Florida State, but not good enough to make it a lock. This is a no play for me. I, I It's an awesome game. It's a game that's like... <laughs> Mike Norvell kind of needs to win this, doesn't he? They played last week too, by the way. They had like weather delays. And, yeah. Um, he could use this one. I'll say that. I mean, do you really think that he's on the hot seat because, like, they've they're playing so paying so many coaches not to to coach for them at this point? It feels like. I think they. I feel like yes, because I think I think Dion is like waiting in the wings. I think that they're like, but but I don't know. Like LSU, my only concern with LSU. Brian Kelly's a really good coach. Yeah. They have so many new players. I think I saw a stat that they have like the most production. Remember, they had a bowl game with a wide receiver playing quarterback. Now, yeah. Granted, you fix some of that stuff. And you got, obviously, a, a good quarterback. Um, really curious to see what we get from Jaden Daniels. Like, this is like, the the talent is all there. He just not, like, has not put that together yet. And obviously, you had a quarterback that just quit football not being named a starter. It's been a weird couple of weeks for them so yeah i i struggle with that game not fading you just kind of stay away from me all right that's fair um, um 
I have a Thursday night game. So this is I'm, this is another okay. This is another controversial take. We record on Wednesdays. People may listen on Fridays. Am I allowed to have a Thursday night game in there? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So Purdue, uh, which is now plus three and a half versus Penn State. Okano can play. Went to my high school, by the way. No big deal. Bragger. Locally here. Yeah. Um, I think Purdue, this is a terrible place to start a season if you're Penn State, is it not? Like, Purdue is, we, we are children of chaos. Purdue is a child of chaos. They love this kind of matchup. I think Purdue is going to be really, really tough. Really tough home field uh, for them. And I still have a lot of questions about Penn State. Um, I honestly need producer Matt to find, I will actually send it to him, the BR betting tweet about this game. Okay. It is so incredibly funny. It is a meme that's made out of a scene from Moneyball, the Oakland A's movie. Yeah. Uh, it is so good. It is. It, I'm just going to let producer Matt put it up here for those who haven't seen it. But it it basically supports what what you are saying right now, and I absolutely will sprinkle on this. I hope my stepdad is not listening to this episode because he's a big Penn State fan. But I I think I'm going to sprinkle here. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on this and just sprinkle. It won't be a lot for me, but it'll be a sprinkle. Okay, yeah, and it's Thursday night, so you have to bet on it, right? Like we. Yeah, why not? It's a it's a great night to bet. All right, what else do you have? You actually, you are well. Let's go to Oregon because we both have picks on this game. Okay. But we have different picks. So what do you have in Oregon, Georgia? Oregon, Georgia. I'm taking Oregon plus 17. Is it 17 no. and a half now? No, but I was going to look at the money line, actually. That's what I'm searching. It's 17. What's the money line? Plus 625. You know what? That's not a lock. We're not going to lock. That's not a that's fair That's not a like, lock. That's, that's a sprinkle. That's, that's a sprinkle. That's a sprinkle. I think plus 625 is actually kind of a delightful sprinkle. I That could that go that could horribly wrong. Horribly but. wrong. But but then again, like realistically speaking, you could put very little on that sprinkle and still make some good money. Yeah. And if, no, you, I, if you pair it with them covering, then. That's exactly how you do. You just reinforce it. Like yeah. just load it just up. Just go on the opposite I, of hedging. Well, we can have money on every aspect of this, this game, game then because I like the under 52 and a half. And I think the under, by the way, favored uh, if the under comes in, I think Oregon has a shot. Obviously, these defenses are both top five, top 10 in football. You know, I don't know what kind of game we're going to see. I thought this I thought this total would be somewhere in the high 40s. Like, it just seems like way too many points um, again. A lot of respect for the talent on both sides from a defensive standpoint. So uh, we have both of those games and we may have a plus 625, which is massive. Which um, feels good. Okay, so I am, you have... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to get a little weird with this one. I got absolutely obliterated by the over last week and taking it, which I knew was going to happen. So um, this week I am going to take the SMU UTEP under 69. Nice. Nice. I honestly think I'm I'm gonna get back on the saddle with with under overs here because I need to figure Ooh. something out. I really need to yeah. figure something out. That was kind of we a bad had, way to put that with the, the spread itself there or the number itself. I, it's fine. No, no, no. It's perfect. It started <laughs> poorly with me trying to you know help out municipal and talking about <laughs> weird stuff, and that's now is this the biggest total on the board? I'm quickly scanning. There's sixty nine. 
Um, it looks like it. 61. By the way. For Rice USC. Hold on. I'm looking here. I'm still searching. Uh, <laughs> you wrote down. Uh, hold on. I've got to help out here, though. UTEP's playing Oklahoma. What? This is why. It's SMU North Texas. Oh, North Texas. It's, that would be more helpful. Thank you for checking, the, though. Well, this is why I threw myself off, because I made a reference to UTEP earlier. They're like the same program, so it doesn't matter. Um, North Texas. I still. I think because I, I bet North Texas last week, and I was like, too. oh, I bet them last week, and then I think I bet UTEP. Hold on, let me look. No, that is like the. That yeah, is, so I bet North Texas. Same football teams. I bet North Texas, UTEP. So they played each other last week. So that yes. is why I looked at it and went, oh, UTEP, even though it's North Texas. Thank you for clarifying. I was, I was getting a little on tilt during that UTEP-North Texas game. I think uh, North Texas went down like 7 nothing, super early. First tilt of the football I season. I missed that over by like a little bit. And then I yeah. got a push on we, the other um, under over that I picked. You started off last year with overs. You were on fire. Yeah. And then – it got into like a very like dark winding place with the overs yeah. and the unders. Remember that? Like even into the bowl season. I tried. Was- I tried to to correct it. I need to figure out my my theory here, uh, my system. But yeah, last week I bet Wyoming, Illinois over 44. It was exactly 44. And then North Texas, UTEP over 55 last week. And what was the score of that game? Let's look. I'm pretty it sure it was. Missing. Yes. It, I, I forget what it was, but it was not – it was not as high scoring of a game. 31 to 13. Yeah. Close enough. That was a, that was a nice, easy, not easy. But anyway. That was a good one. But yes, okay, my lock so, for this week is SMU North Texas under 69. I will. Nice. Um, Arkansas minus six and a half versus Cincinnati. I do want to talk about this line too. Um, it's done some weird stuff. I think it was at six, came down to four, now up to six and a half. It seems like um, it feels like there's some steam on Arkansas as the week progresses. I talked about the game earlier. I just think Arkansas is better, really yeah. good, and Cincinnati. Like this is the time to catch Cincinnati. They lose so much. Like last year's team was really good. Like it's a testament to that. I felt good about this one for the jump. I'm realizing a lot of the games page that I pick for locks, the side that I'm on, the number has gone up, which is a little concerning. I am not. <laughs> Did the Arkansas um, game I've, go up? I bet that game. So I'm on the right side of the number in terms of my money, but publicly, like I'm on, I feel like I'm I'm missing some, this happens so much. I write the locks of the week, they're on Thursday. So you have to accept it. Wednesday night, the lines are, the lines are what they are. But I start to get like opinions on these games. Monday or Tuesday is when they like crystallize. The lines sometimes move two or three points. It's, uh, I'm just, feel bad for me is what I'm saying. Like yeah. feel feel bad for me as I establish these opinions and try to publish these things and make winners. So um, I think that's it. That's all of them, right? Nope. So we've got one more. Oh, the biggie. The biggie. The last but not least. I am taking Ohio State minus 17 versus Notre Dame. I'm doing it. Because I'm taking I, I'm taking Oregon to cover, so I gotta at least you know, and what's weird is I'm usually not a big, like, if it's a big spread, I stay completely away from it. Only in college, not in NFL, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, that's, 
I honestly, I think, like I said before, I think that Ohio State's going to roll, and I think it's going to be um, a good starting point for the year. Although I did say, if it is a close game, go ahead and sprinkle on Ohio State future for national championship because people will write them off. I'm already there. I am. I'm already there. Just double um, down, and I'll double down on my Notre Dame keep, one. Um, they that's what I did with Georgia last year. I just kept betting them, um, even when they lost in the SEC championship game. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? All right, so. And then final picks. So I forget what I picked for my playoff, but I have uh, Ohio State. You have Alabama. I think there's a very good chance those two teams meet. Um, Do you have a Heisman picked out? I do not have a Heisman bet. So I I think I've gone through there. I think Stroud's going to win. Basically, Mm -hmm. it's it's you're Ohio State. Okay, I'm Ohio State. Like that's how it's going to go. Which wasn't how Georgia was last year because there wasn't. Like that guy, Stetson Bennett wasn't that guy for me. Um, so, but I'm I'm very curious to see, does Will Anderson have a chance? Like, do you think he has an actual chance to win as we sit here on the eve of the start of week one? I want to see what the final Heisman odds, all this future betting talk I finally do think comes he has a this. chance. I really do. I think between draft discussion and just the success of the team. And I, if there's going to be a team a player to do it, it's going to be a guy that's on Alabama defensively. And I think obviously there will be um, the discussion of Bryce Young, but I personally think this could be the year for, for Will Anderson to do it. It's I know somebody, high... yes. I mean, somebody... Devontae Smith got it without even... Um, I mean, he didn't really have the hype until you said it. And it was a couple weeks into the season. So we already started the the hype train early for non-quarterbacks to win that award. The people that I've talked to around that program think Will Anderson's actually significantly better than he was last year. Which is wild. Significantly better. Um, Which is insane to me. Uh, I want him to win. If you're asking me who I'd like to see win, the answer is Will Anderson. Yeah, me so, too. Um, any other bets you want to share with the class before we move into random things we want to talk about? I have, I have one. I don't know if we talked about this or not, but there's one special bet on DraftKings. Alabama and Ohio State to both have 11 plus regular season wins. Yes, minus 120. Are you taking that? Yep. Me too. It actually feels like a really good bet. See in the national championship. <laughs> I know. That's kind of where I'm at. Debate, but. Yes. So so that's it. So week one is a wrap. Uh, now we got we get to talk about random things. Um, I have one for you. Actually, I have multiple things that I would like to talk about, but one sure. specifically that I wanted to just tell you about. Yes. I know we've discussed you getting on TikTok. Oh, boy. But I think I know what could possibly get you there. And okay. there is something called O-line TikTok. And it is these guys like in their stance doing drills and it's just fantastic content. So I know you love big dude content, <laughs> big yes, guy I content. Do. So I do. I'm thinking that maybe we get you signed up for TikTok to watch it. If you haven't found O-Line talk, TikTok and you're on it, everyone else needs to watch. But I think this would be the final thing to get Kramer on. It. This is the best sell that we've ever had okay. to do it. So I'm, I'm very interested. Okay. Um, I need to do it. I, I, I think I have it downloaded. Let me see if I have it downloaded. 
This is probably something I did after a pod where I was like, I'm going to do, do it, it. And then never figured it and out. And didn't commit to it. Is it on my phone? No, it is not. It is okay. not. Okay. I am going to download Your TikTok droid, Which, right by now. the way, I we also, if I could get you oh, to no. switch to an iPhone, that's something I just would like. If anyone, everyone listening to this podcast, if you send Kramer a DM, please make it be about him getting an iPhone. Fair. That would be excellent. Like my, like my Nebraska uh, takes and my responses, <laughs> I'm installing TikTok right now. It has 1 billion downloads, like 1 billion installs. Yeah. With a B. Yes. I cannot wait for you to get just absolutely addicted to it and see the content that's on there. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited about that. Another thing we I had on the agenda, like I think a couple weeks ago, but we didn't actually talk about, um, was betting on soccer. So I have become a Premier League fan, and I just want to say one humble brag. The team that I chose to be a fan oh of in the Premier League is now 5-0 and to start the season and has had like a shit few years. So pretty – I'm not saying it's it's me, but I'm not not saying it's me. You know what I mean? So and I'm notorious for bandwagon magic. So Arsenal, if you would like to have me at one of your games, is good luck. I'm totally in. Um but I, I have never bet on soccer, and I feel like maybe we should start because we know – I mean, I know a lot about the sport itself because I played it when I was younger, but not in terms of, like, all of the things that go into it because there's just so much on an, an international level. But I feel like – I I would say we're less knowledgeable about soccer than we are about American football. So I feel like maybe we should dabble. I uh, – I... Played soccer as well. Love soccer. Like all my good friends play, a lot of them played soccer, college, um, you name it. So soccer, I've always. Illinois has a good men's soccer team, right? Oh yeah. No, no, we've got some, we've got some good, you know, I just haven't followed it on a, I don't know, a club team level to a point, but will I get all like lathered up for the world cup? Yeah, Yeah, I will. I will. I will do that. But that which is happens like, in the fall this year, so we I we know. are really going to have some some good There's content. There's going to be some wise. content. But I feel like maybe we should we should dabble I, in the in the uh, soccer. Gambling. I love your ability to just like with uh, F one and this. I mean, you just glide very gracefully into new endeavors. For me, I'm clumsily like a bull <laughs> in a china shop, like mispronouncing names which we always do and stuff like that but like i your ability to do it is great and you commit to it that's the other thing you're not you're not just like signing up and then quitting like you are you're Um, in when you're in you decide like you're committed to doing it for the long haul i always say i'm not a half-asser i'm a whole-asser um i do everything whole soccer yes i it's because I have a very obsessive personality when it comes to like things that I care about. So if I decide that I'm doing something like it becomes, I got to know all of the information about it. And that's how, like, I think that's why I started working in sports was because when I, and how I fell in love with college football, like I started working on college football. I was, went to a college basketball school. So I covered college basketball for Bleacher Report and college football was part of that. And then I just became obsessed with the sport and learning all about it. And I feel like that's how I have been with like, soccer and F1 and all other sports. Like, I feel like that's just like sort of how I became that sports page. That sounds so cheesy. I'm sorry that I did that. <laughs> but anyway, but that's, it's true. Um, speaking of F1, um, if you are a Ferrari fan, I am sorry. That's all I have to say about that. And also I just want Daniel Ricardo to stay in the sport. It's stressful. Um, I need you to get, get caught up because I need to talk to you about the I drama. Know. It it's, is, it's, it's so, it's so much. Um, 
I had I go I need to get caught up. Although now it's going to be impossible. I saw a movie this weekend that I wanted. Have you seen Nope yet? No, but Nope, but I want to see it. Very good. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, perfectly toned, a mix of emotions. Like, like I don't even know how to rate a movie like this because it's just a wonderful ride. Like I, I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, I had Saturday night when the football games were getting kind of boring. I had the football games in my basement. You know, I got the three screens. So yes. I had the two forty fives with football, and then I was watching. Nope. Mm. Like, would highly recommend. Like, very, very highly movie recommendation. Love that. Um, yes. I told you. You actually called me while I was watching this. Um, I watched the Manti Teo doc. Yes. I can't recommend it enough because even being like, like a lot of the docs that this, maybe it's a sign that I'm getting old. A lot of the docs that come out, I like don't remember a lot of it because I was pretty young, like on sports stuff. This I remember because I was in college when it happened. And I guess I just like didn't realize the depth of what it was because there were so many memes about this. I just took it as like, like I was part of the crew that was making jokes about it because like we just thought it was funny that he had an imaginary girlfriend. But like that, like there were so many layers to this after watching that documentary. I mean, I was like super emotional watching the documentary. I feel awful for him that this happened. And I don't know that many people would have made it through this situation the way that he did because of the person that he is. Um, But all the respect in the world to Manti Teo because that situation was so incredibly sad in the sense of it it really changed who he was as a person and as a player and had so many levels to it than just being catfished um, that were incredibly eye-opening in this doc. So I recommend that to anyone and shout out Manti Teo because damn. I was thinking about watching it tonight. Yes. I, I remember when this happened, I was at BR, obviously infancy. Mm-hmm. And we were like, it was very strange. It was like we we were not really like not necessarily not talking about it, but we we didn't write about it. Like nobody knew how to process this type of situation to put it together in a piece. I remember thinking like, how the hell am I going to write about this? Like how how would you if you were asked to write about it, what would you write? I didn't know what catfishing was like at the time. Yeah. Um, I, obviously I like, I like, wait, what? And then there's like the way it was reported with Deadspin. Yeah. Is this real? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch. Although it's like one of those docs that like you're, you, you do feel bad because his life was, I don't want to say ruined. He got drafted. He, he had fell, a, though. like, I mean, he, he fell, but his, I think that was more to, his abilities than this, I think. I, I haven't seen the doc. Maybe they tackle that. Um, but I do think what the takeaway that I seem to get from this is it does feel like an actual redemption that like if you watch this, even whether you do or whatnot, people are going to look at him differently and whatever was lost throughout all this, it seems like he's getting back, which yeah, probably too little too late, <laughs> honestly, but I'm... It it does seem like this thing has a soul, and it seems like they there's a lot of honesty. Yeah, it, it, it's wild to think about, though. I can't believe this actually happened in real life. It's crazy, also, because like one of the main takeaways that Deadspin actually they talk about in the documentary a little bit. Spoiler, um, 
is that they didn't want this story to be about Manti Teo and him being tricked into thinking that this was his girlfriend. They wanted it to be about the fact that like people covered this story, like large outlets covered the story of his grandmother and girlfriend dying and nobody picked up on the fact that this girlfriend wasn't real. Like nobody did fact checking and the main one was ESPN. And as someone who has questioned ESPN's integrity on lots of things that they've reported, this in particular was very shocking. And I think to this day, like looking back on it, like of course catfishing was relatively new, but we focused on the fact that like Manti Teo did, this girl wasn't real. Instead of like, they covered this story at length. Every, Yahoo, Sports Illustrated, um, ESPN, everybody. And not one person did a Google search and realized that they couldn't find this person. That has, as someone who writes feature stuff, like that is haunting. It's wild to think about. about. Like knowing that, because like in the industry that we're in and the work that we do, like that would never happen today. But because also like that wouldn't have blown up the way that it did if we didn't cover that. So if someone would have uncovered it sooner, I feel like it wouldn't have affected Manti as much. I mean, in the sense of like draft stuff, conversation stuff, and sort of people thinking that him that was him covering it up, I think it would have been less of a deal if we didn't cover it so intensely. I say we because I I do like take responsibility for the media being incompetent there. Yeah, I even agree. though I wasn't even working in media yet. I mean, kind of, but um, but yeah, it it's a wild situation that like nobody did enough research to realize that she wasn't real for as long as this was a public story. And it blew up. It was on everything. It wasn't even just on sports news. It was on regular news. I, um, I picked Notre Dame to beat Alabama in the national championship. You picked Alabama or Notre Dame? Sorry. I picked Notre, you Dame. Pick Notre Dame. Oh yeah. They show clips of it. That's the worst pick I've ever had. But did like truly Paige, find a worse pick than that. I will. Like in a that in a bigger made? spot. <laughs> like <laughs> actually having Nebraska, a droid, last week. Having yeah. a droid over an iPhone. That's the worst pick you've ever Scott made. Scott Frost. Does Caitlin Come have an down. iPhone? No. Okay. You you really you're gonna keep digging into this. I like, am. This is like uh, I'm gonna find a way. Well anyway. We the random stuff really gets us going too. It does. Um it is I'm so excited. It is week one. Um like it starts like this is yep. that's the, We're the in it. it's a it is a grind. We are in it um, again. Game day upset. Hashtag us. Hashtag us. Game what's day your upset. Biggest, what's your biggest upset going to be? Municipal merch, which I'm hoping to be wearing next week. Yes. Assuming, um, uh, no puns. 20 arrived. to get 20 percent off. So definitely use that. Um, use us, guys. We want you to use us. We're open yes. to it. Um, and with that, I'm Paige. For Adam, we're just, that's it, that's it. Goodbye.